Okay, so this week's weirdest story is absolutely bizarre, and it came to most people's attention via a clip from an NBC Dateline interview that aired last Friday, which quickly went viral on social media. Because even if you have no idea what's going on here, and there is, in fact, a lot going on here, yeah. um, just the sight of a man clearly faking both an English accent and a disability while insisting that he is not, in fact, faking either of those things, uh, is quite a spectacle. It's something to behold. And if you haven't seen the clip, uh, there is a solid chance that we lose a little bit of monetization over this. But you gotta see it, so we gotta do it. Yeah. So here, here you go. We were once a normal family, but thanks to the media, our lives have been interrupted. And we'd like privacy, and I would like to go back to being a normal husband. But I'm, I can't, because I can't breathe. I can't walk. Uh, people say that's an act. Let me try to stand up. Let me try to stand up. Exactly. Exactly. What do you say to, to someone who believes that, that you are Nicholas Oliverdian? I am not Andrea. I am not Nicholas Oliverdian. I do not know how to make this clear. What do you say to people who say these are crocodile tears? He's putting on a show. This is all an act. <laughs> oh, Ica. Andrea, no, that's, that's a low blow. That's a right low blow. So, yeah, th there is a lot going on here. The man in that video, who has been very accurately compared to Eric Cartman, is Arthur Knight. Arthur Sir, Knight. Sir Arthur Knight. Uh, why, why, now that you mention it, that does sound a lot like King Arthur and his knights. That's yes. a funny coincidence, that. Yeah, I'm just a classic British man. It's, it runs in my bloodline, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just a bit of a dandy, you see. Yeah, or rather, Arthur Knight is the latest identity he has assumed. Because the man, primarily known as Nicholas Alaverdian, or Nicholas Rossi, has gone by many, many other names over the years. And the reason for all the name changes, and the reason for everything you just saw in that clip, it's not very fun. Uh, Nicholas Alaverdian has a long history of criminal activity, including for multiple sex crimes, domestic abuse, and fraud, which isn't very weird on its own. It's just sad, it's depressing, and it sucks. But what elevates this story to being insane and appearing on this show <laughs> is that Nicholas Alaverdian faked his death to avoid criminal prosecution, assumed a brand new identity in the United Kingdom, was eventually caught due to being recognized, and has simply continued to insist that he's just an innocent fancy boy being unfairly persecuted. I don't know why you keep doing this. Yes. I'm Arthur Knight. I like going down to the pub and watching Monty Python and I like fish and chips and jellied eels. I love a good jelly deal. Bring me a jelly deal. Oh, I wish I could eat the jelly deal, but I'm, I'm just far too sick. He's, but I would eat so many jelly deals if I could. If I could, I declare. Uh, he is kind of like George Santos if George Santos committed actual violent crimes. Well, we don't know that he did or didn't. But, yeah, uh, yet to be uh, uh, told. But uh, yes, this dude clearly loves the blood pudding. Yeah, this guy, I mean... A nice cigar and whiskey to settle down the night. It is It is pretty wild to, like, choose... I mean, look, if you got to leave the U.S., I mean, and you don't speak a foreign language, you don't have a whole lot of options. you got Canada, the U.K., and Australia... 
Canada would be, I think, most people's choice because you don't have to really do that much acting. Well, he went one step further. He was like, well, that's just a little too close to home. Yeah. If you put the ocean between it, they, they can't really do anything, so right? So you go to England and you're like, well, I got to blend in. and you. But I also know nothing about England except shit I've seen in like cartoons. So based off of that, I'm going to develop a persona that is essentially like the penguin from Batman. Yes. Uh, if he was real. He, I don't know if there's extra videos of out there somewhere else, but I could completely see him, in my mind, smoking a cigarette with a cigarette holder. Yeah, I'm sure he has at some point. Anyway, here's the Daily Beast from back in January 2022. A convicted sex offender from Rhode Island who faked his own death in 2020 to evade fresh charges was found alive last month at a Scotland hospital where he was on a ventilator after contracting COVID-19. Rhode Island State Police Major Robert Creamer told the Providence Journal that Nicholas Rossi, who was wanted on fraud and sexual assault charges, was located about a month ago, years after a woman claiming to be his wife said he had died of cancer. An obituary from February 2020 had alleged he died with his wife and two kids beside him and told them, fear not and run towards the bliss of the sun just before his passing. Yeah, he totally said that. <laughs> but the Utah County Attorney's Office said in a statement Wednesday that Rossi, who also used the last name Aliverdian, had actually fled the country to avoid prosecution in Ohio and attempted to lead investigators and state legislators in other states to believe that he was deceased. The Scottish son described Rossi as an American fugitive wanted by Interpol after cheating death from coronavirus. And you notice all the different names of U.S. states in the, just that last paragraph. This man committed a lot of crimes in a lot of places. Yeah. As for how exactly he was caught, especially considering how weirdly generic he looks. Yeah, he does look like a, a default character in a lot of ways. Also, a really fucking creepy thing about him is that he has blue eyes, but they're so dark that in every photo of him, they look black. Because I saw a well-lit photo of him recently, I'm like, is, we, is he wearing blue contact lenses? Like, no, that's what he actually looks like. But yeah, he's got those fucking shark eyes. He went from NPC to main character real fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, he also, like, put, he put on, a, he's obviously much fatter now than he was before. Well, yes, he so, had to fill into the role of a jolly old a, fat Englishman. Yes, yeah. So how did they find him after all that time? Yeah, the answer is that he has a bunch of tattoos on his body, which were included on his Interpol Most Wanted file. And the hospital he was sent to for COVID noticed that he had the exact same tattoos. Uh, well, here's the BBC. The images of Mr. Rossi's tattoos were recognized by medical staff at the QEUH as being similar to those on the arm of the man claiming to be Mr. Knight. But the man told the court, Throughout the 18 days I was comatose, I did not have free will over my body. I have never had tattoos prior to being in hospital. Oh, very good that he said not in, in the hospital. In hospital, yes. It's, it's, I, actually, I think he's telling the truth. Yeah, I think we have to hand it to him on this one. It's like when uh, in Inglorious Bastards, yeah. the way that they do the, the number three Dead is, giveaway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Advocate Deputy Paul Harvey asked him to clarify if the tattoos appeared on his body while he was in the coma, to which he replied, yes, <laughs> and that he raised it with the hospital administration. The man added, they were put there to make it look like I am this Nicholas Rossi. All I can say is that when I awoke from the coma, there were tattoos on my person and they were not identical to what appears on these screens. <laughs> it's crazy that they can like tattoo someone while they're in a brief coma and the tattoos can look faded uh, and you know, yeah, yeah, worn yeah. in like that. Uh -huh. These uh, 
whoever's out to get this guy, they really they hired the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's crazy. Um, I do have to wonder how they managed to get uh, this guy's fingerprints to match the wanted man's. Yeah. Um, quite the conspiracy. And yeah, also um, if Arthur Knight really is Nicholas Alaverdian. Why would he go out of his way to take on such a larger-than-life, uh, borderline satirical persona? Wouldn't you think he'd want to lay low? Uh, and, and yeah, this is a genuine question that pretty much everyone who actually met him before he was caught has been asking. What the fuck? Because, yeah, for a guy on the run from the law, he sure liked to make himself very conspicuous. Uh, here's the London Times from last year. An American fugitive who faked his death and fled to Scotland disguised himself as a dapper university professor who wore bow ties, had a blonde mustache, and spoke with a cut glass English accent, it has emerged. His neighbors have revealed they knew him as Arthur Knight, an affable academic with a penchant for Panama hats, politics, and malt whiskey. They described him as an eccentric dandy who spoke with an upper-class English accent and attempted to stand out from the crowd, despite being wanted by Interpol and the FBI. The Times has learnt that rather than lying low, Aliverdian has been hiding in plain sight in a flat in the city's leafy West End, close to Glasgow University, where he claimed to work. Neighbors recalled him wearing a three-piece suit with a silk pocket square and sipping expensive drams in bars while bemoaning Brexit. Oh, this Brexit situation. Oh, it's done terrible things to uh, you know, our shipping and receivings and, uh, you know, goings and comings and... I wonder which, which, did he, was he a remainer or a lever? I would think that he is a... He was probably a lever originally, because yes. that was what everyone was into, and, yeah, yeah. and now he's like, oh, we, we fucked up. Oh, we've made a horrible mistake. We, it, is a, it is long past... Like, I mean, I guess by the time he was, he was there, Brexit was already pretty much fully done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess, but... I can no longer get my fanciest champagnes shipped over from France. My fa- I would be eating a jellied eel right this moment, but the eels that used to be imported from France now have heavy tax duties on them. This very real British passport is essentially useless. <laughs> Toss it in the bin. Light it on fire, please, now. <laughs> Destroy yeah, it. He, he, you know, I, I hate to make the comparison, but it is kind of like, you know, okay, why would George Santos run for office if he had committed numerous right. crimes leading up to that point as yeah. Anthony Duvalder? Yeah, being inconspicuous, laying low, that's what guilty people do. That's exactly what I think the mentality is with a lot of these people. <laughs> it's just like, why would I be acting like this if I was wanted? Why would I be doing this if I was wanted for a crime? I gotta wonder, he was already, uh, you know, in trouble. He was already caught by the time this happened. But I wonder if... Uh, back when Queen Elizabeth II sadly uh, passed away, I wonder yeah. if he if he just broke down in like spasms. He's like, would an American be experiencing such an awful, awful experience of the Queen's death? No, only a true born and bred Briton would be feeling such agony at this moment, in the moment of the Queen's death. And fuck Prince Harry, <laughs> ungrateful Prince Harry, and mm. that that woman he married that. That scandalous woman. Oh, that guy? Uh, you're looking for that guy? No, that's not the guy you're looking for. This no. guy's a freak. No, this, I mean, he's fucking weird, but... It's, Seven no. days a week. It, he, I mean... He's, he's not, just eccentric. Yeah. Also, best act... I mean, if he's American, put that man in the movies, because that's the best English accent I've ever heard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's more English than most English people's English accents. Yeah, people in Scotland are like, what the hell was that? We haven't heard someone talk like yeah. that in years. I guess I don't go south... Often enough, because things are getting crazy down there. Also, he apparently, 
in this part, I have not seen this addressed, but he claims to actually be from Ireland. Okay. So he's got this, like, fucking exaggerated, like, absurd, like, upper crust, like, English aristocracy accent, but he claims he's from Ireland. Northern Ireland. Well, I, one of the Irelands. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, yeah, so that's... I flew uh, the Union Jack in Dublin. <laughs> oh, well, okay, sure. Cool. Yeah, uh, I, I doubt that happened, but sure. So, yeah, for the last year, the British legal system has been attempting to formally get rid of this guy by extraditing <laughs> him to the United States. <laughs> On principle alone. Where he is wanted for several crimes. Uh-huh. Uh, but he has drawn out the entire process by continuing to insist that he is not a Nicholas Alaverdian, uh, while also refusing to provide DNA, which would immediately exonerate him if that were true. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has also managed to avoid several court appearances by claiming to be too sick, uh, as you saw in the clip. <laughs> yeah, he can't <laughs> even stand up. Oh! Well, doctors who have actually looked at him say that he's uh, faking it. He's, he's totally fine. <laughs> you think? Uh, and uh, no surprise, he has gone through a lot of attorneys. This man is, he's, they, you don't last too long being this guy's lawyer. Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, and, and also complicating the whole process is the fact that he's also uh, now under investigation for sexual assault crimes that he's alleged to have committed in England. He can't stop. Which uh, could mean that he has to serve time in prison there before the possibility of being sent to the U.S. Oh, to serve God. time here. He's about to create a whole new character to get away from that. Yeah, where is he going to go next? Uh, Australia? Maybe. Bermuda? Ah, man. Uh, man, I don't know. This guy's like a TV show. He hops around in different locales and completely changes. Yeah, he, uh, he is a menace. You know what we need to do? Perfect timing. Prisoner swap for James Corden. <laughs> crimes against yes. comedy. Crimes against humanity. Uh, I think we should send both of them to an island <laughs> in the middle of the Atlantic where they can live out the rest of their days like kings but have no access to the rest of the world. The Bermuda Triangle. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's Arthur Knight for you. And honestly, we barely scratched the surface of this guy's background because there's way too much to cover. Like, for example, he apparently had a phase where for a couple of years he parlayed his sex offender status into being a minor celebrity in the incel and manosphere communities. Um, communities, by the way, that are ripped apart right now because one of the incels oh, yeah. uh, one of them uh, got very, went public with getting laid. He got laid and immediately, like, snapped out of it. He's like, you guys need to calm down. Hey, like, you guys should check this pussy stuff out. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like, Dude, we're not Jedi. Yeah. He literally said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that community's already in shambles, so... Um, but yeah, hopefully once this is all wrapped up, someone makes a documentary series tracing this guy's entire life because so many questions remain. Um, also, he's a fucking menace. So yeah. like he needs to be he needs put to be away. locked up. <laughs> like this guy is. He also oh another thing like uh, while he was like in the hospital for one of his fake illnesses, he like assaulted and verbally abused like NHS staff. And was arrested for that, like, while in the midst of all this. Yeah, he's a menace. He needs to be locked up. It is, um... God, I hate I hate thinking that I'm, like, downplaying his serious crimes. But, like, it is fascinating. I'll say that. Fascinating to see a real-life comic book villain. Because this guy is bad, but he is goofy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a spectacle. You just don't see things like this happen too often. No, it, it's one of the most outrageous videos... I've ever seen and, and that's and also also like this is I guess this was his first like US media interview but he's done like at least two other interviews in the past with like British news outlets where they did like 
He did the exact same thing. Like it, he's like on a script. He even did the Could thing. Could a healthy man do did, this? Yeah, he even did the thing where he tried to stand up, and his wife's like, "Oh no, don't, can't you see?" Oh. He did one where they were like, "All right, well, if you're not him, uh, show us your arms." Let's see those tattoos. And he's like, I'm far too tired. I I'm sorry. I, I don't have the energy to show you my arms. Well, um, I'm yeah. sure that we will have more on this yeah, they guy. Need, I need a whole Netflix. I know Netflix has been abusing the documentary genre for a couple of years now, yeah. but this guy needs his own series. My biggest question is like, what's the deal with this guy's wife? Like how much? Obviously, she has to know at this point who <laughs> she married. Oh, but, like, maybe she's just really fucking dumb. Maybe uh, she is brainwashed in some way. Yeah, probably. But I don't know. There's also talk about how, like, she's the one that helped him fake his death uh, from the start. So I, I, I have a hunch yeah. that he's brainwashed her into believing that she is getting some financial reward at the end of all of this right. or something like that. Yeah, he's he's got uh, royal titles. He's, he's actually... Yes. Yeah. He's a Habsburg. He's he, the last Habsburg. He got a bunch of that Scottish land you can buy on the oh, internet, yeah. and that's so why he's, uh, he's a lord there now. Lord Arthur Knight. Um, yeah, but look, it's time to move on to another legal dispute involving a very questionable defense tactic being deployed by the man who is easily the Internet Today character of the year for the second year in a row. Please let it stop. Elon Musk. Yeah. So Elon ends up in court a lot. I don't know if you've noticed that, but he's got a very bad habit of getting himself sued. Though things, unfortunately, usually work out for him, even when you would think that they wouldn't. Because he's an oligarch in America. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. But yeah, one of the many lawsuits that Elon is currently facing is one that has to do with Tesla's autopilot feature, which many have pointed out over the years is maybe a slightly misleading name for what is really just an advanced driver assistance system like what many other car companies offer. It's... It's uh, cruise control with a little bit extra on top. And, okay, in Tesla's defense, they are pretty clear about autopilot's limitations, at least in the fine print, but that is sometimes completely at odds with the public claims of Tesla's CEO, Elon Musk, who has a habit of embellishing the truth and talking about things as if we're already 10 years in the future. Remember the days of him giving presentations in front of, I believe it was Neuralink or something, where everyone involved in the... Uh, you know, development was just standing by aghast. I'm listening to uh, a really good book by Edward Niedermeyer called Ludacris. Came out in like 2019 or something, but it's a, just all about the history of Tesla. And like, I there's like lies and exaggerations going back to the very, very beginning. Like there's shit I'd completely forgotten about, but it, it's just, it's a pattern. Yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of the uh, autopilot stuff, here's The Guardian. A California judge has tentatively ordered Elon Musk to be interviewed under oath about whether he made certain statements regarding the capabilities of Tesla's autopilot features after the company questioned the authenticity of the remarks, claiming Musk is a target for deep fakes. The ruling came in a lawsuit against Tesla filed by the family of Walter Huang, who was killed in a car crash in 2018. Hong's family argues Tesla's partially automated driving software failed. The carmaker contends Hong was playing a video game on his phone before the crash and disregarded vehicle warnings. It continues, the attorneys for Hong's family sought to depose Musk regarding recorded statements from 2016 in which he allegedly said, a Model S and Model X at this point can drive autonomously with greater safety than a person right now. Tesla, however, opposed the request in court filings, arguing that Musk, the Tesla CEO, cannot recall details about the statement and questioning the authenticity of the recording. 
Musk, like many public figures, is the subject of many deepfake videos and audio recordings that purport to show him saying and doing things he never actually said or did, Tesla said. Sounds like uh, a defense that Arthur Knight would use. Yes. <laughs> I was clearly, as a celebrity, I was clearly... I was being deepfaked. Okay, so yeah, it's an interesting defense. Uh, so what was that, the statement the plaintiffs claim Musk made? Well, it was a Model S and Model X at this point can drive autonomously with greater safety than a person right now. Like a Model S and Model X at this point uh, can drive autonomously with greater safety than a person right now. Damn, uh, look, these deepfake artists have gotten really that was, good. Uh, mm -hmm. Seamless. And they've gotten so good that they're going back in time to 2016 and uploading deepfake clips to the official Recode YouTube account. <laughs> That's wild. This AI shit is getting crazy. I am scared. Yeah. They deepfaked Kara Swisher and Elon for like an hour-long interview. Mm-hmm. And they just had it sitting there for eight years waiting for this lawsuit. Yeah. He's, a, he's actually a forward thinker in the sense that he deepfaked everything to avoid any prosecution in the future. I mean, yeah. That's, that's why he's the world's smartest man. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully Elon can clear his name once his lawyers prove that he is being defamed via deepfakes. Uh, but let's move on now to another legal dispute, one that has been going for over 100 years and shows no signs of stopping. So way back in 1891, the Treaty of Madrid established that the term champagne may only be applied to sparkling white wines produced in northern France's Champagne region. And in 1919, this was reaffirmed in the Treaty of Versailles, which ended the First World War. But, uh... We didn't sign the Treaty of Versailles. Buddy. Not my problem. Uh, we signed a separate treaty with Germany. We did our own thing. Yeah. And as a result, uh, we've spent the last century calling sparkling white wine champagne. Yeah. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? At some point, once the U.S. wine industry started being taken more seriously, wine growers began using the term champagne less and less. And laws at various levels of government have essentially made it so that the only way to label American sparkling white wine as champagne is if you were already doing so before 2006. But colloquially, the term champagne persists along with its connotations. For example, if a product is especially fancy, you might call it the champagne of blank. And in fact, for at least one American product, that's literally the slogan. Miller High Life isn't champagne, but it is the champagne of beers. And apparently the Europeans are not too happy about it. Sacre bleu! <laughs> what do you mean? This is outrageous! <laughs> so yeah, here's the New York Times. In America, the slogan, the champagne of beers that decorates cans of Miller High Life is rarely taken literally. But European regulators took it at face value last week, seizing and destroying thousands of cans that were deemed counterfeit champagne and thus illicit goods. Belgian authorities and the French Committee for the Protection of Champagne <laughs> ordered that 2,352 cans of the American beer be emptied and crushed after they were intercepted after they entered the port of Antwerp in Belgium's north to be exported to Germany? Weird. The authorities thoroughly documented the operation for the news media in what looked like a clear warning to the world not to mess with Europe's most prestigious sparkling wine brand. Pictures of the carnage showed workers emptying the golden and red cans of what they considered counterfeit champagne before pressing them against each other. This has been a bad couple of weeks for beer companies losing product. Yeah. It, did, it would be really funny if American American walked by and was like, would they do some trans shit? <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is catching on. They're destroying like a whole just, lot of beer. And it cuts Even over in Europe. Kid Rock just blasting the trucks with a... Like Looks a, like the European grandpas are feeling a bit... Uh, frisky. Frisky. And they're, in they're that video, uh, uh, John Oliver pointed out in that video 
that the destruction, if you slow it down, uh, there is a second gun that's actually shooting all of the stuff. Because the the munitions, some of it like way bigger than what he's shooting, is oh. coming in from a uh, extreme angle from the right side. Yeah, that makes it, sense. I saw another. This video. is our Zap Ruder film. I saw another video by I don't know some D-list right wing influencer chick, and um, I don't know why she posted this because she she does her little speech and then she opens up on the cans and misses like the first seven shots she takes. Yeah, like just. Yeah, you can you count. It takes like three seconds before she actually makes impact with one of the cans that's like ten feet in front of her. Again, they buy guns to look and feel cool. They yeah. don't even practice shooting them. Yeah. This is the first time they've actually had a reason to. It's the same way that like most people who buy a Ford Mustang uh get in like horrific car accidents anytime they go over the speed limit. Yeah. It's like, well, it, the car could race. If I were to race it, it would be catastrophic, but it could. And I like knowing that. Yeah. People aren't used to all that power. Which no. is also very weird that we, the, the complete tangent, the uh, electric cars having just an insane amount of torque and launch speed is yeah crazy. And the weight, they have those big batteries. So it's just, you know, one elderly person crashing through a farmer's market. Even more tangent, I saw a fucking uh, Hummer, the new one, oh, yeah. the other day in real life for the first time. It is the biggest consumer vehicle I have ever seen in my life. It is gargantuan. <laughs> and just knowing that it's electric, it has to weigh like... As much as like a fucking semi truck. Well, they were saying it's gigantic. That one is. It actually has a uh, net negative on the environment. Yeah. After its production and use. Yeah, I mean the amount of electricity needed to haul such a giant vehicle is just like. Yeah, you're literally just diverting. <laughs> like, Did it crab walk the, through traffic? <laughs> no. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So they they crushed all those high life cans. Point taken. Okay. Geez. <laughs> but we do have some questions, like, yeah. why the fuck are Germans, Germans, why are Germans having American piss water shipped halfway around the world? What are you doing? That's like us ordering a burrito from Canada. Stupid. Come on. Yeah. The, the, you live in Germany. It's, My it's God. silly. You invented the lager. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are you doing? If you want a nice Pilsner, the Czech Republic's right there. All of the, like... And I, I actually, High Life is one of my go-tos if I'm drinking just, like, that kind of beer. But all of the American, like, lagers were started by, like, German immigrants who had did not have access to any of the fucking infrastructure back home and therefore made like, an inferior fucking product. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. But just like with Hershey's, everyone got a taste for it. And they're like, do not make this any stronger or more delicious yeah. because everyone will stop buying it. So, yeah. Uh, secondly, though, High Life has been around since 1903. It is an old brand. How are the Europeans just now finding out about it? Brexit. <laughs> well, there are answers to both those questions in the article. If goods infringe on a protected product in an EU member state, those goods are considered counterfeit. Molson Coors, the beverage company that owns the Miller High Life brand, doesn't export it to the European Union, and a spokesman said they didn't know how the beer arrived in Belgium. The person who was to receive the beer in Germany was informed of the plan to destroy the cans and did not contest the decision, the Champagne Committee and Belgian Custom Authority said in a statement. Do you think the Champagne Committee people have badges? Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. And they all look like Open Arthur up. Knight. Champagne Committee. Crimes against Champagne are suspected to have occurred. I know that... Uh... Italy has, what is it, the DOCG or whatever? They, it's an actual, like, you have to get it sent off and stamped across the, the top to seal it to have it be something like, like an actual uh, Italian like Real product. mozzarella and Parma, Parmigiano Reggio. Yeah, well, the wine uh, yeah. is what I'm thinking. No, of. They're, I mean, they're like, they're, the EU just in general, or Europe, is very protected. Like, there's a bunch of shit 
You and can, rightfully so. Yeah, but it's like a lot of like cheeses, like you can't label it like that unless it's from that yeah. specific place. Most cheeses are actually named after where they come from. We do it here, bourbon. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, and yeah. It's the bourbon county. It's similar to like how uh, like you literally can only make tequila in Mexico. Even if you, even if the process and the ingredients are entirely the same, if you make it in the U.S., it's, you have it's to like call it. It's like agave yeah, drink yeah, or you something. you have to call it agave uh, liquor or whatever. On the topic of Italy, though, you know, ordering the burrito from Canada, our pizza crushes Italy. Get out of here. I mean, depends on what you're trying to do. Nope. Depends on what mood you're in. Nah. I, I think there's a place for both of them. <laughs> I think there's a place for both of them. I'm just saying, American pizza. And one of them is the trash. <laughs> yes. No, I, 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 Italian, like, Italian pizza, and also, like, there's more than one type, but, like, Neapolitan Italian pizza. It's, it's a nice little treat. It's, uh, it's but, it, yeah, you're not, I wouldn't eat that watching, like, a fucking basketball game. I'll say that. It's yeah, a different you have to vibe. It. Yeah, that's it's a, a different vibe. Yeah, that's like a fork and knife pizza. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can eat an entire slice in one yes, one go. So. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that still doesn't answer the question of why someone in Germany was personally <laughs> having over twenty five hundred cans of Miller High Life shipped to them. Although this is now the premise of finally a reboot for Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Except it is across. <laughs> it's an international. Going one. across the ocean, <laughs> trying to get this beer. Technically eastbound and down, they are going east. <laughs> They're east, eastbound and up. Yeah, yeah, they're just just gunning a boat. Eastbound and north. Yeah, it's too bad uh, everyone. Well, Sally Field's still around, but yeah, uh, everyone else though. Dead. Cancel is what they call it. Yeah, yeah. canceled by God. God. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, no one knows why someone was having that much shipped to them. Uh, and if you've ever shipped anything internationally, this would be extremely expensive. Yeah, this is like an entire like truckload, a pallet. Yeah, after of... this is it has to be some rich person who's just yeah. I really miss home. I guess. After customs fees, this beer would have to have been more expensive than even that ultra-right anti-woke beer. Yeah, which was like $20 a can. <laughs> and it's, the price is only going up because it doesn't exist. So right. whatever and the, it will never yeah. exist. And we don't have the answers, but we do have a theory. And uh, that's it's that while no sane German would ever import a ton of bottom-shelf American beer, Germany has a shitload of U.S. military bases in it. So we're going to guess that someone was feeling a little bit homesick and got tired of drinking the best lager beers on earth and wanted to throw a big party, just like back home, featuring the champagne of beers, but did not stop to consider how protective Europeans are about such things. Yeah, which if that's the case, and it had worked out, they would have been the hero of the base. Well, if they should have just airdropped it. Yeah. Just floats down gracefully. Yeah, I guess if it was the military, there's probably easier there's ways, easier to, ways to make this happen. I'm saying something. They got eccentric. fucking beer to like, uh, Kuwait at the end of <laughs> Desert Storm. So I, you know, not to bring him back up, but maybe this was Musk over at the new Gigafactory. Oh, does he? He doesn't seem like a high life guy. It seems like he drinks. Well, he fucking, was Bud Light, but then you know, I don't think he he. I feel like he has baby taste buds. Like I, I have nothing to base that off of, but I feel like he only drinks like Trulies. I yes, <laughs> I, I would agree with you. It's like how he smoked that joint. Yeah, like <laughs> I think Elon. I have nothing, basing this off nothing but vibes, but Elon uh, orders his hamburgers with no pickles and no lettuce. And only cheese on his pizza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the vibe oh, I get. He is definitely a chicky fingers and fries guy. Yeah. Absolutely. His uh, One of his wives at some point brings him like a well-cooked meal and he's like, no. And then she goes and makes a batch of nachos and brings it to him. 
and when he's sitting in his blanket fort and gives him the nachos. Did you see that TikTok video from this week? No. Oh, just like it. People are so pissed, like rightfully, because yeah, it's this woman being like, ah, my husband, he just, you know, he his mother never taught him to eat wet, right? So now. He said no to the salmon I cook, so I'm going to make him make him some nachos, some nachis for my husband. And, like, she seems, like, okay with it. So she filmed herself, like, making them. And then, but, like, the, the grand reveal is at the end when she actually, like, shows herself bringing them to him. And her husband just looks like the most, like, baby man. Like, he's just, like, he looks like a baby yes. who's, like, sick in bed. I will say, the only <laughs> defense I have, growing up as a millennial, my mom, just the worst and laziest cook yeah like just microwave everything yeah I, like I, it, it wasn't i i developed a taste for food much later in life because yeah. i was i was not exposed to good food i think this is like a generational thing because they all grew up eating fucking like unseasoned trash yeah yeah <laughs> like america like food culture in america is really young if, if you presented 19 late 80s early 90s brussels sprouts to someone today it would kill them yeah, because they're all fucking mushy and shit. Just put and them in the yeah. oven with, yeah, like, some salt and pepper. What are you doing? Why are you complicating <laughs> it, things? It literally blew my mind when I started, yeah. like, cooking like, for oh, myself years ago. You're just like, like wow. Like, like asparagus, too? I'm like, this is amazing. Why did I hate, used to hate this? Like, oh, because they cooked it wrong. They fucking steamed it and, like, ugh. Yeah, so Tesla, or not Tesla, Twitter, you open up the fridge in the, the middle area. It's all kid cuisines. Yeah. All microwave kid cuisine. Look at why would you need anything else? It's got chicken nuggets, corn, and a brownie right yeah. there, all in the same. Thing. I am a hungry man, so I'm going to eat this hungry man meal. That's literally what I had a lot as a kid, and <laughs> microwave shit and boiled uh, just spaghetti with butter. Yeah, I mean that's still good. Yeah, I didn't even eat sauce on my spaghetti till I was older because I was like, oh, sauce. What? I, okay, I'm, that's a bit much. I'm telling you. Wow. I had a friend that was shocked recently that I had pie for the first time. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I, I, I'm sorry, but look, I, I can't help it. Well. And I I love my parents, but yeah, they didn't really get creative with the whole cooking thing. I guess not. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on now to another uh, piece of international news. So a few weeks back, we talked about how COVID had put a temporary stop to the actual full-on unsimulated crucifixions that some parts of the Philippines stage every year for the Easter season. Mm. Fun. Let's nail a man to the cross. And uh, and how, as soon as COVID restrictions were lifted, they just went right back to crucifying each other, having, you know, thought about it for a couple of years and decided, no, that's we like it. That's what we're about. Return to tradition. Um, but here's another foreign tradition that was put on hold during COVID, which we wish hadn't come back. Uh, here's The Guardian. Dozens of bawling Japanese babies faced off in a traditional crying sumo ritual believed to bring the infants good health, which returned for the first time in four years after the pandemic. Pairs of toddlers wearing ceremonial sumo aprons were held up by their parents and faced each other in the sumo ring in Sensoji Temple in Tokyo on Saturday. Staff wearing Oni demon masks tried to make the babies cry, with the first to ball declared the winner by a sumo referee in an elaborate traditional uniform holding a wooden fan used to signal victory. We can tell a baby's health condition by listening to the way they cry. Today, she may get nervous and not cry so much, but I want to hear her healthy crying, Hisei Watanabe, mother of an eight-month-old, told AFP. The crying sumo is held at shrines and temples nationwide to the delight of parents and onlookers. Yeah, and I, if you don't know what an oni mask is, it's uh, it's the classic scary Japanese mask. Mm-hmm. Like, they're scary for adults. Imagine uh, being a baby, seeing that. So yeah, I mean... Toughen th- them up. I guess there are a lot of cultural differences between Japan and the West. 
We would have assumed that the whole uh, don't put on a scary mask with the specific intention of making a baby cry thing was something that crossed cultural lines, but apparently not. Different strokes. Yeah. Uh, you do that here, you get your kids taken away from you. <laughs> because you did it and you were stupid enough to fucking post it on TikTok. Yes. A couple yeah. dozen likes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for their part, the people who do this, they do claim that the babies who cry more grow up to be more healthy. Uh, citation needed. <laughs> Big if true. But uh, also, the article notes that depending on the region, the winner of the crying sumo matches can either be whoever cries first or whoever doesn't cry first. Uh, okay. So yeah, mostly just seems like an excuse to scare the shit out of babies. Yeah, just a fun tradition we still kick around. It's a thing we do. Yeah. And, and look, you might say this is child abuse, but... Japan is the most emotionally well-adjusted country in the world. People yeah. here grow up fucking normal as shit. <laughs> so don't you dare criticize us. Mm -hmm. There you go. Might yeah. be something to it. Yeah. Why? And that's why they're so pissed about no one having babies over there. Like, uh, I've run out of babies to scare the shit out. Uh, maybe it's because they were traumatized as children <laughs> themselves. I. If, he, if no one has any babies in Japan, who are we going to scare with our big scary mask? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've already scared these babies. They've seen the mask. The, the crying isn't as authentic. I need fresh tears. Come on, have babies so I can scare them. Now, before we get into the headlines half of this show, this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. We both take AG1 by Athletic Greens every morning because it's not only the easiest way to make sure you're getting all of your daily vitamins, it's also great for keeping that gut nice, healthy, and regular. Mm. You ever get stocked up? Well, not anymore. <laughs> Order this stuff. AG1 is just one scoop of powder and water, and it tastes great, and it makes you feel good, too. AG1 is way more than greens. It's all your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, working together as one. It's made with 75 super high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. Your parents probably aren't giving you the nutrition that you need. If yeah. you're anything like me, you're going to need AG1 later in life you've to got, catch up. You've got decades of malnourishment <laughs> to catch up on. AG1 is daily nutrition made really simple. With just one scoop, I get the nutrients and gut health support that helps my whole body thrive and covers all of my nutritional bases. AG1 has quickly become just as important as that first cup of coffee for me. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, very important, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash weird. That is athleticgreens.com slash weird. Check it out. And this episode is sponsored by Factor. This spring, you need nutritious, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, active days and keep you on track reaching your goals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. Too busy to cook this spring? With Factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, and then get back outside and soak up that warmer weather. Factor offers delicious, flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles, from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients that you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. With 34-plus chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. 
Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like egg bites, smoothies, and more. My favorite meal that I had from this week, I mentioned it before, was the shredded chicken taco bowl with mm. roasted corn salsa and cilantro lime sour cream mm. uh, with a he hefty helping of that hot sauce. And people were asking, and I know the one that you can get nationwide, the one that I use is Tapatio. I'm a Tapatio oh, yeah. man. That's a great one. Uh, other than that, maybe a Cholula if I can't find it, but... Uh, you can go get those at your local stores. They're everywhere. Uh, so you could be eating delicious meals ready in two minutes, just like me, by heading to factormeals.com slash weeklyweird50 and using our code weeklyweird50 to get 50% off your first box. That is weeklyweird50 at factormeals.com slash weeklyweird50 to get 50% off your first box. And now for the headlines half of the show where... The headlines do all the talking. The weirdest <laughs> news from around the world, the, the stuff that we didn't have time to really get to in the front half. And sometimes we don't want to look into very much. Yeah, well, <laughs> but we have to. Yeah. Starting with, Hate Preacher says if he finds out Dr. Pepper is a woman, then he'll stop drinking it. Oh, buddy. Do I have news for you? <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Uh, I, 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 like, so does this person refuse to be seen by women... Doctors, I would I, assume yeah, they, yes. they must. Yes, because like, why? What would be fucking controversial? First of all, why are you anthropomorphizing your food? Like, I know the the it's called Dr Pepper. I know a lot of uh, sweet, especially sweet can sweet uh, foods and drinks have sort of names like people, but yeah, they're well, not that... real. They're not real. <laughs> Dr Pepper, too ambiguous. Ambiguous. I'm going for Mr Pib. <laughs> yeah, Mr Pib. Uh, but that Mr Pib could be a trans male. Okay. Drink. Well, yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna drink. I Which, guess, although I don't think I'll just have, drink my own piss. They probably wouldn't have a problem with that because, interestingly, very interestingly, uh, you never fucking hear these people bitching about uh, female to male transitions. Mm -hmm. It's always male to female. Yes. Which uh, speaks to a lot of the pathology behind their panic around this, it. This hate preacher, could you imagine, uh, you know, a preacher probably has his own plane, but being on a plane and seeing a lady pilot and just going, all right, I'm getting off. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a way to live. Yeah, I... I have, uh, over the years, had many questions about older people in my extended family. Right. And, why are you worried why, about this shit? Why they continue to yeah. uh, choose to suffer through their uh, twilight years by hating everything. Yeah, it's like you've lived your whole life enjoying a, a nice, crisp Dr. Pepper at the end of the day. It's like, well, now I have to give it up because I found out Dr. Pepper is a woman. Like, it's Dr. Pepper isn't real! <laughs> it's not a person! It's a brand! And it's also not even a, a woman. This guy's just, uh, you know, being like, well... <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically, I would hate it. But Just yes, it's thinking like, about it puts a bad taste in my mouth. For boomers, it, you, you know, things specifically for their generation right now are easier than they have ever been. Yeah. They have their equity in their homes or whatever. Their kids are grown up. Yeah. They have unlimited free time and potentially unlimited cash, or at least more than the generations after them. So... Instead of doing whatever they want, they choose to just sit and be angry all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I could be like playing with my grandkids, uh, being active, enjoying my twilight years, but I'm going to get mad about the hypothetical situation where Dr. Pepper is a woman. Uh-huh. And therefore, not the man doctor that I previously thought I was drinking the juice out of. Yeah. Hmm. A man is suing Netflix for more than $1 million after it used his photo in an unrelated true crime documentary while asking, is this a guardian angel or a stone cold killer? Yeah, this, I don't know how the fuck this made it past legal. Yeah. Like, this, you know, when you're making a production, like there are lawyers involved who look at everything and tell you, maybe get rid of this, get rid of that. 
yeah, this was a documentary about uh, that guy who like was a hero for like a minute after he like uh, he he beat up that guy. Uh, he's like smash, smash, yeah, that guy. Oh, that, that guy. And yeah. then like a month later, he like killed someone. Mm-hmm. Although like he may have killed that guy in re- retaliation for I don't know. He might have had his reasons, but anyway, I haven't watched this. I have no interest in watching it. But I guess at one point when they were showing pictures of that guy, they were showing like other like random people's like Instagram pictures. And this guy had a picture of him holding a hatchet. I guess he used like the hashtag hatchet. And uh, he got his pictures like right up there, <laughs> right next to the actual like hatchet wielding hitchhiker. And uh, he's just like, what the fuck? Like he just found out about this from his friends. And uh, uh, yeah, I think he's got a pretty good case. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you are associating me with a killer. Again, this is one of those Netflix documentaries where it's like, a solid 45 minutes yeah, would do just fine. Yeah, and it's the like entire, 12 hours or some shit. The entire first... I didn't watch it after the first episode because the entire first episode literally just focuses on the the like news cameraman who was like just lucky enough to be at the crime scene when this guy showed up. And it's like, I don't, I care. don't care. Yeah. The the last like good... I don't even... I think it's Netflix. The last good one I actually saw was the Tinder Swindler. Mm-hmm. Like that one's like actually like movie length. And yeah, they got all the information, all the information I needed. Like if they had made this like six hours, there's no fucking way I would have finished it. It's it's nuts what they're doing. I, I think the last good one I liked was uh, uh, the Night Stalker one, the L.A. Yeah, but that, even they, that, that one was, one was still a little, a little bit long. long. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It could if they shaved it down an episode or two, it would have been fine. And it's not like they're long because they're filling it with like extra facts. They're like doing the shit that A and E documentaries do, where they're just like padding it for time. Yes, just unnecessary bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Florida police declined to make arrests after neighbor shoots at grocery delivery car. We're what a hell of a month we've had here. The stand your ground. Uh, people are standing the fuck out of their ground. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this one is once again, someone pulled in the wrong driveway. They're doing like Instacart or something. And um, and uh, yeah, they didn't get killed. I don't even think they they got shot, but they were shot at. And uh, yeah, the police were like, well, the guy who did the shooting, he did fear for his life. So no crime was committed. But you can never prove that that's not the right. case. Right. That's that, like that's why that's an insane like legal basis for anything. Because yeah, you can fear for your life over anything. Crazy people fear for the life all the time. All the time. Uh, and yeah, fear is not objective. Yeah. Fear is completely subjective. And if someone has hyped themselves up to be afraid of fucking everything and ready to use lethal force, then that's a bad combination. Yeah. So like oh, I don't know. Well. He was scared. Like, Our work here is done. Do? You didn't do anything, didn't I? Also, like, you can I, you can k- commit so many crimes and just say, well, I, I was scared. I was terrified. I feared for my life. Yeah, go uh, steal food from the grocery store because you're scared of starving. Yeah, I feared for my life. That's that. Yeah, I'm scared yeah. of dying of hunger. I stood my ground. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, someone should try that, actually. Because, <laughs> yeah, property, people treat property crime like Stealing it's Stealing baby terrible. formula. Like, all, any of yeah. these things are crimes of desperation. You should be able to do full-on, like, Robin Hood shit under the standing ground law. Yeah, they're crimes of desperation and fear. Yeah. So, you know, use it to your advantage, I guess. Sounds like socialism. <laughs> Doesn't everything these days. Riverside deputies sold meth to a dealer in an undercover sting gone wrong. The suspect took off with 60 pounds of meth. And I believe remains at large. Cool. This was uh, Riverside County, the one of our SoCal counties, the one that they were ready to start filming Breaking Bad in before Albuquerque gave them a better uh, tax write-off. And yeah, that is pretty much all you need to know about Riverside is it's where Breaking Bad was originally supposed to take place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you kind of have to drive through it to get to all the good ski spots and uh, 
and uh, the good desert spots. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so they're like, all right, we got the, we're going to sell 60 pounds of meth to this dealer. And then when he completes the deal, that's a crime. We arrest him and they do it. The guy takes, pays, buys the 60 pounds of meth, gets in his car and leaves. And they're like, we did it, boys. Wait, like, hold on. Hold on. I think we're forgetting one step here. Oh, shit. He's gone, isn't he? Well, you love to see the shit. police doing their jobs uh, wonderfully well. So, yeah, now there's like a oh, fuckload more meth on the streets than there were before, thanks to the Riverside Police Department. Those brave heroes. We did it. Agents busted a counterfeit money operation in Ohio after getting a tip about a suspect who sucks his thumb and lives with his grandmother. Yeah. That, so that man's that, name? Arthur Knight. Suspect, five foot ten. Brown eyes, brown hair, complete fucking loser. Yeah, totally. Just dork. a real pathetic. Yeah. Just a dork. Might Dweeb. be wearing a big diaper. He's also he's he's subscribed to Twitter Blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's one, so, he has a verified sticker on his car. So I mean, if you if you see him, you'll know what we mean. But he's he's one of those. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty funny that. I mean, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna tip off the cops like, and it's someone you know of, you're probably gonna talk a little bit of shit. But yeah. Yeah. They caught him off of that description. So I wonder if, like, they kicked down the door and he was caught uh, red-thumbed with the thumb in his mouth. They're like, that's the man. That's him. Got you dead to rights, buddy. And he's doing it in his mugshot, too. Yeah. <laughs> and his grandma's going to bail him out. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I need nachos. <laughs> Ew, seasoning. Spanish firm wrong to fire electrician for drinking alcohol during working day, court rules. They, the, the courts in Spain, they are built different. This man was drinking, like, I guess he'd been working at this company for a while. So he's probably like... Tenured. <laughs> yeah, he was like tenured, probably making good money, probably pretty well pensioned. Yeah. And they, they hired a fucking, like, private investigator to, like, watch him throughout, like, a whole week. And they're like, yeah, this guy's drinking, like, 14 beers, like, throughout the working day. Like, he's going to the bar at, like, 7 a.m. before work. Yeah, but he's working uh, out there. He's, he's walking around. He's burning all the... Yeah, so, like, the company is, like... They fired him. They're like, you're fucking shit-faced every day while you're here. And the guy sued, and the Spanish courts, the based Spanish courts, they're like, all right, you were, you absolutely did not prove that the, you know, that he was drunk, that this was affecting his ability to work mm-hmm. at all. So, um, so you fired him without cause just for something he happens to like to do on his off time. He wasn't drinking at work. He was just taking a lot of breaks and going and drinking yeah. like insane amounts. But we don't know if he was drunk. And the results don't lie. Yeah. Can yeah. you prove that he was drunk? They turn the lights on and off. <laughs> look. And I mean, and yeah. When he, you have that much experience, look, yeah, you can do it in he, your sleep. He probably is one of those guys where he's been doing it for so long that if you took away his beers, he'd probably be a lot, he'd be terrible to Oh, yeah, hands would be shaking. Oh, God. Butterfingers. Much more of a danger to himself and others. Mm-hmm. Let this man drink. Grandfather him. <laughs> now, me personally, I wouldn't like an electrician. No. <laughs> No, I mean, better him than me, but, like, yeah, it's it doesn't make me feel good. But, uh, I I mean, I'm glad I don't live in Spain, but I think this is a very funny ruling. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, they do appreciate their, their free time over there. They're like, what? What's what's five beers at lunch? It's lunchtime. It's your break. You, t- you drink five beers, you have a little siesta. A little cigarette. You get a little cigarette, some yeah. olive oil, and then you're back on the job. And you maybe take another smoke break, another beer break, another yeah. smoke break, a beer break. Who's keeping track? Come on. Look, if he screws up, he's going to electrocute himself. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like he's a pretty good electrician. Yeah. A zoo in England is hiring a seagull deterrent worker who will have to wear a giant bird costume to scare away the gulls. And they included a picture of the costume in their job 
uh, entry. It's it's a it's a giant bald eagle. You just cool. have to walk around like ah, I'm a bird. I'm a bird. I guess I didn't. I wouldn't think this would work, but uh, yeah, the seagulls they see a man in a bird costume and they're like, whoa, we don't want no trouble. Yeah, we thought you guys went extinct, but they're nah, not me. Hmm. So yeah, seems like a pretty sick job. Um, I, I think they're getting a lot of applicants. It you know. It's probably just as good or bad as any mascot. Uh, probably very hot in the costume, but, uh, you know, whatever. It's not... It, I, yeah, I mean, it might be a little bit hot, but it, it looks like it's actually kind of loose-fitting because you're not trying to... This isn't to make, uh, you know, have kids take your picture. Well, well, they, why wouldn't they do that? They, you, no, this, do is, both. this is strictly to scare away the seagulls. Do not smile or wave at these fake seagulls. Not a children's This mascot. is not for entertainment purposes. Yeah. It's like it's like a service dog. Do not pet. Oh, he's got a big old gun over there, ain't it? No, 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 no. No, look at you are at a zoo, sir. There are real animals everywhere. I am merely here to make the seagulls stay the fuck away. I demand to be taken seriously. Cuckoo, <laughs> cuckoo! It's a big old bird, ain't it? Oh, that's a big bird. <laughs> I do declare that is a big bird. It reminds me of the birds back home in Ireland. Oh, if I could only stand up, I would go pet the bird. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, I can't, though, because of my illnesses. My condition. My very (laughs) numerous illnesses. Uh, In other bird news, (laughs) parrots taught to video call each other become less lonely, finds research. Cool. Yeah, they they made Zoom for parrots. That's great. And they're they're into it. Do they talk to each other? Uh, not exactly. They, like, look at each other, and they, like, they do behaviors, like, they preen, mm-hmm. which they only really do around other birds. So, like, based on just how they act, they're like, yeah, they're acting like they're in the presence of other birds, like, socializing with other birds, even just looking at a fucking tablet. Uh, so, yeah. Pretty cool. Birds are really smart. They are. So. More than you'd think, especially crows. Crows are genius. Don't want to get on their bad side, though. No, they remember you. <laughs> Yeah, that's like pick and fight with the uh, fucking cartel. They yeah. will, they will spread the word. And they, uh, yeah, they live in communities. They're like a mafia. They are. They, yeah. So they and they tell the other crows about yeah. them. But if they like you, they bring you little presents. Yeah. Hey, this thing's shiny. I see you like shiny things. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if you gave me some more of that cat food you've been spreading yeah. around? Yeah. We take care of the people who take care of us here in the crow community. You can send them after your enemies too. <laughs> We're just, uh, you know, little quid pro quo. You scratch our back, we scratch yours. We used to do things to rats in the city. Yeah. We'd catch them and eat them. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something for New York. We need, they need more crows, less pigeons. I mean, that is, a, like, the number of birds in the sky today is, like, a small fraction of what yeah. it was, like, 200 years ago. Like the, the Industrial Revolution, like, killed an insane amount of the bird population. What I hear you saying, and I'm doing this on purpose, is that Donald Trump is telling the truth. Uh, he's He's... I think he, like, probably, when he was talking about windmills, I think he probably, like, heard that and completely, like, in a game of telephone in his own head, misinterpreted it. But, I mean, yeah, windmills do kill birds. Not nearly as many birds no. as, like, fucking smokestacks no. have killed. <laughs> yeah, but you and, can't see the damage happening there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, just industrialization in general. It is my favorite uh, image. Anytime someone gets their comeuppance on Twitter, it's just <laughs> Donald Trump doing the ear thing. Yeah. Huh? What's that? I had no idea. This is the first I'm hearing about it. <laughs> Blue jean band. <laughs> oh, what is he? There, there was something today where it was like, oh yeah, he said uh, uh, 
John McCain's funeral was just like his wars, long, played out, like boring or whatever. It was it was something actually he more said that. mean. Yeah, than no, that. he's back. He's yeah. saying like incredible things. He's yeah, he, he I think you've got it pretty much right. Uh, and he also he went on this weird tangent about like quoting Vladimir Lenin. Yeah, like, called him Lenin. 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 Everybody Lenin. knows Lenin, right? And then he like caught himself. He's like Vladimir Lenin or Lenin, as they say mm-hmm. in Russia. I'm gonna say the L word, <laughs> Lenin. Missouri trans snitch form down after people slammed it with B-movie script. This happens every couple months, and you always love to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the state of Missouri, they set up a, their attorney general set up a website where you could, like, basically rat out anyone you wanted for uh, you, just being a little too trans or doing trans things. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, people immediately uh, started talking about it on TikTok and just filled it with a bunch of crap, and they had to shut it down. I like that... B movie has become a meme, much like Shrek, yeah. but is far less beloved. It's yeah. just used to like no make, one likes the B movie, an- annoy people. Yeah, yeah. B movie is just one of those things. It's like this exists, and that's weird enough. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like there was a point in time where Jerry Seinfeld was like, "Wow, people are really into this," and everyone was like, "No, actually, this is <laughs> unlike Shrek. We actually hate this no, movie." This movie so sucks so ass. Please it's do not weird. do another one. <laughs> Uh, dildo man's photo of a Newfoundland iceberg will be hard to beat this tourist season. Can you can you guess what the iceberg looked like? Uh, a penis? Yeah. Wow. That's why this is a great headline. Because mm-hmm. the man, who is from the town of Dildo in Newfoundland, mm-hmm. took a photo of a phallic iceberg, yeah. and it's going to be very hard to beat. That's right. Hard to beat. But luckily... It will be the iceberg that takes down the cargo ship that is transporting James Corden back to the UK. If only. Would that it were so simple. Mm-hmm. We we need to exile him. Just James Corden dressed up like that cat in the movie, yeah. down in uh, storage, just uh, steerage, just dancing around with the fiddle, and then all of a sudden, a giant fucking cock slams into the the ship. Down he goes, and of course, a door can't hold him. They need to put James Corden on the next SpaceX launch. Yeah. Hey, like, hey, uh, by the way, you're going to be the first person to have sex in space. Oh, jolly good. And then he's like, wait, where's... Boom. Straight up there, all alone. Yeah. 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 No, maybe not all alone. Send Arthur Knight up there with him, too. Yeah. Two Brits. Just two two, uh, jolly, portly British gentlemen that everyone loves. I would watch about 10 minutes of that live feed before I turn it off for being too annoying. Yeah. I'm just, uh, we we mentioned him because his show is done. Yeah. He's his done. Done. Off the air. Not our problem anymore. Yep. So. He now he can devote full time to harassing restaurant workers and being a fucking dickhead on airplanes. He's right behind me, isn't he? He's going to have a new show at any point in time, right? I hope not. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Uh, don't forget to like the video. Spray that confetti all over the screen. Come on. The sh- uh, it's like champagne. Uh-huh. <laughs> Be careful. We don't want this like show sparkling white wine. banned in Europe. Uh, and also leave a comment. Reply to a comment. Say hello down below. But make sure you like the video. Make sure you're subscribed. And uh, if you haven't already, we got uh, some crazy theories about why Tucker Carlson was fired. Uh, among other things. And also, Mark Zuckerberg owes you money. Yeah. Are you going to let him get away with it? You you shouldn't. It's your money, it's, and you want it now. That's right. You may be entitled to compensation. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.